0: Welcome, once again, to another episode of the Retro Octopus Cephala Podcast, part of the Inebriac Podcast Network, the only show where old is new, new is old, and so are we. I am your host, 8-Bit Alchemy, and with me, as always, are my dark cohorts, Boss Rush Mode.
1: Sometimes when I get sore joints and muscles, I put ointment on them, and- oh, wait, that's not what you guys meant by say something topical.
2: Oh, I screwed that up totally.
0: Oh, you really <laughs> oh did! Oh my god! But it's okay, ointment's great too. Nintendo.
2: End, begin, all the same. Big change. Sometimes good, sometimes bad.
0: Sometimes bad indeed. Hopefully but you just won't be bad. Hopefully not. But <laughs> speaking of change, we also have uh, a little bit of a guest here uh, Dr. Matteo. Mmm. Oh my. Is that Dr. Maddie or we have the Chamberlain in our midst and Parasite Steve?
3: Dr. Madelaide. How I despise
1: your whimper.
0: But it's also really cute.
1: It's adorable.
3: It's I mean, adorable. I, I, I enjoy
1: it
0: actually. It's adorable. I'm
1: just I'm just angry about everything.
0: We're well, just always so I'm angry. a skexy. It's tough. It's <laughs> tough to be me because I'm ugly and horrible and I love myself. And
2: Dr. Mario's all. Hmm. <laughs>
0: so yes I probably should have went with
1: something like I don't have wings (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't have wings? <laughs> so yeah, if, uh, if all of you are unaware, somehow, we're going to be talking about the Dark Crystal on this here episode of the uh, Cephala Podcast. Uh, and so I basically just wanted to go through and kind of b- break the episode up into three different chapters. Uh, we'll start with the original movie. Like the Three Sons? Just exactly oh, like what? that. You know, it might be something like this episode could be called.
3: Hopefully it's more like the st- Three Sons st- and less like the Three Streams.
0: Yeah, way less like the three streams. I need need infinitely less of that. But yeah, so this episode might be called The Great Conjunction. I don't know, because frankly, I think that's perfect.
3: Great Conjunction Junction.
0: What's your function? Yeah.
3: Let's okay. talk about the Dark Crystal. Yeah, this is an episode that uh, we've actually had requested yeah, for quite we did. some time.
0: Yeah, we did. And uh, we will be hearing cool. hearing from one of our friends later on in the episode. That's uh, right. Uh, Who's right. very, so if you very wanna, enthusiastic. We
3: want to tune in for our very first ever voicemail.
0: Yeah. Heck yeah.
3: We uh, we have it in this, this here episode right now. Right. Yeah, we do right now. History shall be made. History mm. shall be made.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just felt like being Tim Curry there. I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah. yeah
1: so if you're going to be any kind of curry, be oh, Tim Curry Oh,
0: be a Tim Curry I mean, I don't even need to try I already am a Tim And I ate Indian food today, so here we are Boom, uh, boom. <laughs> Mic drop So, yeah, let's just dive right in So, the original Dark Crystal movie came out in 1982 It's a dark fantasy adventure film directed by Jim Henson and Frank Oz uh, A lot of the artwork and character designs were based on the creations of Brian Froud mm-hmm. Who is, uh, you know, a very... Well, I guess well-known, right? Yep. Like yeah. relatively. Um He has a ton of books. He has a ton um, of books. He was yeah. mostly known for his fairies, right? I
3: yeah, he he did like a lot of fairies and also just kind of you know trolls and goblins and all kinds he of sort, whimsy. He sort of like pushed the envelope for what a fairy could be. Yeah, it, it wasn't just a fairy. There were like all of a sudden uh, all these races of different ones, and they had different purposes. And he has books that um, will say like, oh well, this one's the fairy of the, uh, the 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 clock, and this one's the fairy of the salt shaker, and, and this one's right. the
1: fairy of the cigar bar. Yeah, the cigar, cigar bar bar and bar, and cigar bar bar fairy, and they all have names that. <laughs> I'll have like uh, various. Hey, like, I'm Petunia. <laughs>
3: hey, how you
0: doing? How you doing? Tuts, can I get you a stogie?
4: And
3: uh, yeah, what I want well, that a scotch,
4: kind
0: of thing. scotch, and a stog.
4: <laughs>
3: it's smoking Petunia a pancake. smoking a pancake. Uh Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, he uh, he just had a lot of uh, a lot of um, you know fairy tale stuff yeah. more than mythology. But he would also pulled from like like old Scandinavian stuff. Okay, with the trolls. With and whatnot, the trolls, like yeah, a lot of stuff. But uh, it's not as if. Jim Henson took anything existing. I think that is a preconception I've heard Right it's not like say. It's not
0: like the character designs for the Dark Crystal already existed. Right. Like, he just sought out Brian Froud Yeah, he was to, a fan of his. Right. And then
3: he and liked... And knew, like,
0: his vision would yep. also align with what he was thinking yeah, for the Dark Crystal. Yeah, he wanted to use
3: Brian Froud as the main designer, and right. he liked his stuff, but they were, you know, they were making new things. Yes. And granted, some of the stuff is very evocative, like the the Mystics are very similar to Brian Froud's Trolls, and and uh, Jim Henson actually has had said that. Okay. That he specifically based them on on some of his Trolls. Which is
0: really cool, because, you know, Brian Froud actually gets to have some of his, like, you know, traditional original creations be very heavily influenced by the characters in the movie, which is great. And um, it's, it's also further interesting, because the Frouds will stay a part of and partner with the Henson Company for... Uh, years to come including up through the the newest tv show up, through uh, on today. Na- up to today yeah. yeah you got the whole family but we'll we'll get into that later uh but yeah so so brian froud uh was you know heavily influential with all the character designs and everything and i think that the um you know you guys will probably have something to say about this but the look and feel of the movie is very unique it's yeah. very oh, yeah, its definitely. own thing and yeah. um you know you have a lot of characters that just have this very distinct look about them you can't put your finger on it and that's just like brian froud right yeah, like that's yeah. just his style you know married with the puppetry and everything
1: yeah you get that you know that sense of you know fantasy obviously right but it's got its own flavor to it
0: totally it's not mm-hmm. like it's not just high fantasy that you've right. seen a million times even right. today it still is distinct uh compared to so many things that are already out there right, right. It's, mean-
1: not, it's not just regular curry it's like Applewood curry.
0: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, that's a totally
4: different flavor. (laughs) (laughs) I like this. But seriously
0: it's
3: like, yeah, how many how many high fantasy stories do we have with elves and dwarves and gnomes and and dragons and stuff? And this this is just like they threw it all out the window. They're exactly like, and I know, think that's one of the greatest things we're gonna about create it. every single racing creature from the ground up there's yeah. nothing taken
0: right there, there's inspiration taken um, but you know nothing lifted off the page of someone else's you know like or uh, anything pre- we've seen previously before. explored right. yeah. territory with fantasy so um just to get into the plot a little bit uh, it, re- it revolves around the many races that inhabit the world of thra specifically there's the Gelflings who um, in the in so we're talking about the original movie now so the Gelflings you have the uh, main character Jen. And then you also have his his companion there, Kira. Uh, and then there's also the Skexies, which are like the creepy... Oh, you, you know, can't forget
3: her- Fizzgig. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's so many, but like the, the main story is Gelflings, the Skexies, which are like the creepy evil birds that live in the castle and lord over the Dark Crystal. There's the Mystics, who are the old, wise, you know, just kind of wandering types who acquire knowledge and they, they raised Jen, um, you know, from... They've got
1: forearms, but not like Popeye.
0: They do have forearms. Yeah, they're they're not built though, no. <laughs> but they got four of them. Uh, and then I don't know also... how much spinach
3: they partake of at a general ah! basis.
0: And then there's also podlings, and the podlings are real cute and goofy and dirty, and they don't take baths, and they kind of look funny, but they're cute, and they they play all kinds of folky music, and they have jamborees, and you know, do they do? They have a heck of a jamboree. They jammed
1: that burry really good.
0: They sure did. Um, but yeah, so Jen is believed to be the last surviving Gelfling, uh, a race which was prophesized to have re- to be able to repair the shattered dark crystal during an event called the Great Conjunction, which is when the world's three sons converge. That is
3: the conjunction function.
0: That's the function of the conjunction. Yes. What's yours?
3: I, I mean, I just kind of sit here and talk and say words and stuff. I'm happy with I tr- that. I mean, I try to put them in the right order, but it doesn't always work out. You know, Conjecture? I,
0: I'm pleased. <laughs> I, I'm honestly pleased. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Gelflings are prophesized to repair this crystal and overthrow the evil Skeksis. So what we learn in the original movie is that over the past, I thought it was thousand, maybe it's a hundred, but I thought it was thousand um, years or trying or trying as, or they, trying, as yeah. they call it. It's a it. thousand, yeah. I think. Right? Past, yeah, it was a thousand. It was a thousand, yeah. Because the show takes place. The show takes ten place. Hundred. <laughs> ten hundred. The last
1: ten hunch. <laughs> the last ten hunch trine Stonehenge <laughs> Ten hunch trine sounds like a really ten bad henge. name uh.
0: <laughs> mm. So the show takes place at hundred trine before the movie Okay uh, but the, but the, the legend goes that over the last thousand years, Skeksis have ruled over Gelfling and have systematically wiped them out pretty much, driven them to extinction in order to prevent this prophecy from ever happening so that they can always be in power and all this other stuff. Uh, and, you know, basically the Dark Crystal was this original great, powerful crystal that was, good. Not, that was good and not, not it was in a any crystal way. of
3: hope or justice. Yeah, or I know, I forget the Pretty name. Pretty sure so, it was hope, actually. Hope. Okay.
0: And it was guarded by this, this kind of um, you know, matron of the world of Thra mother, Agra, who is like this very mysterious why don't, character. Why
3: do um, Dr. Matteo describe Agra? Well, yeah. How, how would you describe <laughs> her physically? Go
0: for it. Uh, Got to talk here. Talking she's
5: to the mic. Nice, but she's also kind of not I th- nice. Th- I think
3: the word abrasive would be yeah. would be good here.
5: She's funny looking. Yeah, she, she
3: looks is. Like, she look like
5: she looks like she has sheep horns and. Which
0: are awesome. I love her. Yeah, horns. Yeah, they are pretty cool. Her yeah. horns are really cool.
5: And she looks like her. Oh yeah, her eye comes out. Yeah, and she has
0: she has like a forehead eye spot, which is weird.
5: And
3: but one of face. her eyes is, is like closed shut. Yeah. Like it's right. the skin is over, it doesn't even yeah. have lips. And then the other one she can like and
1: take completely out, but st- it's still
3: usable. Right. It's yeah.
0: like the fates from Hercules. You and just like popping them out.
5: Her face kind of looks all scrunched up like an old lady.
3: And she has no <laughs> nose. I right. thought as a kid was so extreme. And yeah, like her, she's she's kinda grody. She's super ugly, yeah. And yeah. In, in a skin, weird
1: way. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
5: And her skin is kind of like a bluish gray color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird.
0: It's yeah, she's weird. she's super unique. I mean, the Are thing you with say Yeah.
1: Is I was really like short? they for some weird reason, she always kind of reminded me or or vice versa like those weird green guards from like Return of the Jedi, like the pig guards. Oh, the Gamorrean, oh, the Gamorrean guards. guards. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. I don't know why. She's mm-hmm. the female of the species. Yeah.
5: And and she's also really short.
0: She is really short.
3: She's really well, old. I mean compared to who? She's a lot taller she than the Gelflings. Is,
5: She's taller than the
3: gelflings?
0: Oh yeah. yeah oh taller. yeah, dude. Oh. Yep. Yeah guy. Oh she's short. <laughs> she's taller than the too. gelflings, but the gelflings aren't tall.
1: The Gelflings yeah. are really right. small, yeah. She's Definitely she's... shorter than the skexies. Yeah. I... Skexies are then the big.
0: mystics.
5: Mm-hmm. I think yeah, she's she's like half the size of the Skexies. But I think uh like the Skexies are huge and then the Gelfling are like our size and then Olga's, like not. She is like
2: She's like the opposite. Yeah. What? She's like smaller. Don't agree with him. He's just, <laughs> he's just leading you astray.
3: He just wants to
0: say goofy stuff and make you seem listen like that, you don't know what you're talking about.
3: Listen to that cackle. He's
0: cackling.
2: Uh, he's just
3: messing with you. Um,
2: anyway, continue. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, so that's Agra. And Agra is a character that I never like loved in the movie per se. She was yeah. interesting. Yeah and i was happy she was part of it because yeah. she she is a character who doesn't have a seemingly has a race she's just her exactly right. yeah, she,
0: yeah. Which no really one cool. else in the in the world has ever been established to be related to her or look like her or we don't even know where she came from or what her race is right. we really know pretty little from about the movie. her there's from been the movie. more yeah they expand more about it in, in the, in the show but she's still kind of mysterious mm, you don't know, know like even who she were
3: or what she, she was were doing, doing. <laughs> um but, yeah, I have to say, like, I know, you know, I don't want to jump the gun, but in the show, by the end of the show, I, I mean, she was, like, easily one of my favorite characters.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. She, I she was loved, awesome.
3: I loved how much they gave her to do. Yeah. Especially since the, the woman that they got to voice her did such an amazing job, like, yeah. imitating the woman who did it in
1: the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Frank, I, or was Frank Oz just the puppeteer? Frank Oz was the, the puppeteer. puppeteer. Oh, okay, okay. Yep.
3: okay. But the woman who voiced her—I don't know her name—but I know she passed away, and so this this, this woman sounds just like her. She's like, you know, because yeah. she's got that way of talking. That hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. like he's like right like a young, lot of like
0: mm-hmm. weird little like vocal quirks kind of yeah, things that she just yeah. throws in there and it's a it's very much a performance and not yeah. just like an accent that right, they're they doing really made a character they, just with the yeah, voice yeah, yeah. and they totally mm-hmm. totally were able to capture that with the new show yeah that's one of the strongest points but um we'll definitely get into that more later but i agree i think that she was really made better by the show oh man I but in the movie her. it's really weird show. like jen just is told to go to her house and and just figure out what to do from there. And she kind of just like shows him her, like, you know, orrery, like, massive map of the cosmos. And basically tells him like, Oh, if you're looking for, you know, the shard of the dark crystal or whatever, like go check out that pile of crystals mm-hmm. over there, you know. Yeah, she go- like
1: literally dumps like, hey, do- Yeah, blah, blah, you want a crystal? Blah.
0: Yeah, like here's my junk drawer of crystals. Yeah, it's and she's like, like, which what? one is
1: it? Just, I don't know.
0: Right, right. <laughs> it's like, okay, um, thanks. And then he just figures it out by, you know, playing his little flute and uh, and it glows and, and he's off. And it's just there's a lot of parts of the, the movie that I feel like the, the plot sort of just like it goes along because it needed to, and it's like this is yeah. this is yeah. like
3: would well, this ever have really? I mean, honestly, made sense it's to a Very simple story.
0: It is. It it is. is. I think it, I'm I glad think you said that. Yeah, that's
3: like kind of part of it. Uh, I think part of what I like about it too, like there's there's so very much to look at and to take in. And they don't dwell on anything. They don't stop and, like, really... With the exception of that one mud creature that saves Jen. And then
4: yes. the, and she's
3: like, oh, it's a Nibri. And then they have, like, yep. babies. And then later you see the Skeksis eating one. Right. Yep. With the exception of that and fizzgig, nothing is named. <laughs> There's a million creatures that are just all over the yep. place. They never stop to tell you any of the the Skeksis' names really or the mystics names all we know is some of their titles we know the right. chamberlain and we know right. the emperor but we and don't know what their names and like, are yeah. and like all the stuff it, it sort of feels like am i supposed to know something before yeah. but once you just are able to like put that aside and you're like it is just a very simple thing don't don't worry about it and it's i think a, a masterclass in telling a very simple Fairy tale.
0: Yeah. With yeah. with a lot of depth to the world that is not explicitly told to you. Right. It's just there. It's so there. you just right. you watch and they, you look. They clearly figured out exactly. all the stuff. Like, like they had meetings and they figured out all right. the names for all these things, but they don't feel the need to info dump you. They right. are just trying to tell this simple fairy tale story. And I do really think that's one of the things that and think, also stands out.
3: Yeah. The, and, and there is, <clears throat> I think it's worth mentioning, a big difference between fantasy and and a fairy tale right yes. like i think you could say this is either right you know it definitely works in in either and both and whatever but i do think that uh this story wise feels like a fairy tale fairy tales never make any sense they often mm. have like just liberal amounts of days yeah, and just like hand waving things to, along, to get things to happen And that's, yeah. just, that's just a fairy tale thing so for me like that's that's why i'm okay with it
0: right sort of a thing i i agree with that totally and um i think that You know, this movie for me for a very long time has been something that I appreciated greatly from an artistic standpoint and less from a storytelling point of view. It's not ever been a movie that I felt like, man, what an incredible story that was. But it's a movie that I thoroughly enjoy watching for the sheer spectacle and the sheer just, you know, mastery of the craft yeah, of, of totally. puppetry and yep. you know the the map paintings and the set development and everything there it's just a feast for the eyes and the story is not bad it's just not why i'm invested in the dark crystal I and, insane. and i think it's the, yeah i think that the world really really yeah, the speaks world to me building
3: mm-hmm. yeah. is like uh, almost unmatched because they took nothing from anything right. right and i love how the opening line i love the opening line of the movie it just it, it just sets everything perfectly and it's it's like the perfect fairy tale beginning and it just says another world another time in the age of wonder and it's like boom mm-hmm. i'm in it every mm-hmm. single time i watch this movie bah, that
0: bah, opening bah, line that bah, bah, very bah, simple bah.
3: opening is just so perfect and uh, it's like, yeah, you don't need to know where this is or, exactly. or when it is or anything. It's, it's just, just a window just, into another world. It's another place. And it's this another is time. It is. It's like there's, there's magic and shit. Yeah. And, and that's it, you know.
0: Yep. Um, I think that uh, this movie, to my knowledge, was one of the first movies of this scale with this amount of puppetry and not a single actual human actor on screen. It was also
3: the only, I believe it's the only Jim Henson thing ever that didn't have a human.
0: Yeah, I mean, because sure. Muppets always did. Sesame Street always did. Like, like, Labyrinth a, does. Like, and honestly, I think the reason that Labyrinth... Because like, Labyrinth and, um, and Dark Crystal came out like around the same time.
3: Yeah, I think Labyrinth was uh, after.
0: Labyrinth was after. And I think the reason why Labyrinth had people in it is because this movie was not necessarily a critical success. Like, it, mm-hmm. it made money, but it didn't do awesome. And I think that the studio thought... Maybe because there's no people here. And that influenced the decision to have, you know, mm-hmm. Jennifer Connelly and to have um, David Bowie and stuff in Labyrinth. Um, and but, I also
3: think it, it's probably suffered from the same thing we've talked about with Gargoyles, which is that uh, it's it sort of it, like an audience identity yeah, crisis. Like, is, this a, is this a kid's movie or not? Right. Like, and that's it's kind of
0: what's 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 uh, worthwhile to note about that observation is that um you know the the movie was definitely very dark and and uh, typical for <laughs> it was crystally um as well but also henson usually always did light-hearted stuff it was always like very like cut mm-hmm. and dry for kids but i mean
3: except for when he did you know the uh the early kermit commercials where he did coffee commercials and he murdered people with cannons if they
0: didn't <laughs> drink the coffee <laughs> what oh yeah totally true well i'll have to look i'll have to look that up um he's
3: like oh do you like my coffee no
0: boom you're dead (laughs) it's not easy being green (laughs) but uh yeah so so what is funny is that jim henson um was inspired by grimm's fairy tales um, in order to tell a story that's for kids without having it be childish. Yes. And um, it, he actually was cited as saying that it's unhealthy for children to never be scared. Right, yeah. So he wanted to make a world that was painted in a light that was appealing to children but have scary things in it mm-hmm. so that kids would have exposure to that because the world is not all marshmallows and right. rainbows. It's right. there's, there's scary stuff too. So I thought that was a really unique stance yeah. to come from.
3: And we have an actual kid here. So, Doctor Matteo, like, just talking about the movie, do you think that there are things in there that are like too scary, or you could you could think if like a kid was too little, maybe it would be too much?
5: Um. Well, I've seen a lot of scary things, so that, that's I true. Have... But let's
3: just let's just let's just. But talk enough about me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and see, like, is there? I know Boss Rush is scary. Or certain parts that you thought were like a bit much, maybe.
5: If I was younger then i'd probably be scared of well i'm not sure i'd be scared of it but at first i'd be like oh geez but then i'd get used to it just like algra or um the skixis
2: or the or or the the podlings yeah what about
5: kind of they're kind of
0: what about The scene where they they drain the life essence oh out boy, of the podling. Yeah.
5: That, that, yeah,
1: that's a creepy scene. That's oh.
0: pretty creepy still. Oh, I thought it was beautiful. Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo, everybody, he loves murder. I love murder. I just
1: love life essence, that's all. I mean, I'm just, you're, you're misrepresenting what I'm trying to get
0: at. <laughs> you get a cookie. You deserve it for committing murder. YONG Parasite Steve,
5: when we were watching the movie, he said that, he's like, oh gosh, this is the part that scared me when I was little.
0: Yeah, it,
3: that was that was the scene that always got me when I was a kid. It's really messed they, up. when they Yeah, when they drain yeah, that totally. puddling. Because yeah. the podlings like, are he's exceptionally... He's doing like the... Right, yeah. like the slow, he's doing the like like breathing over. like
0: that. Yeah. <sighs> like you can see he's really struggling. And I mean, yeah. it's not like one of the creatures that was already scary and ugly. It's like the cute friggin' little podling. Like right. it's, it, It'd be the equivalent of like, you know, killing a Care Bear. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's so not the race that you expect to have... You know, a scene of right. like violence super against. super dark, and then and then it's they're really just their creepy. willing slave
3: now. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah.
5: they also had violence when or people that were hurting them when those beetle things.
0: The Gartham, like, the Garthams, yeah.
1: yes, which are the bosses. awesome. Awesome, bosses. by the way, oh my yeah. Lord, I yeah. literally love those my designs. favorite yeah. creature. Yeah, totally. Love like love the them. color, like they're dark and purple. It's yeah. Like, yeah, oh, it's so. Rad. And they they, they
0: they make okay. So like to dip into the show a little bit. They make such a big deal out of the Gartham. Oh, cool! Yeah. They they really work you like through the whole show, and, and, and to to build up to it, and you get some explanation there. So I was really personally very satisfied with how they treated that because nice. it was clearly with a lot of reverence of like yeah. these guys are friggin' awesome. Yeah, yeah I
1: love those guys. Yeah, me too. Anyway, Doctor Matteo, continue, please.
0: Yeah. So any so what anything else that you think would be really scary for like younger kids to to see I in think the Dark Crystal? I, I
3: honestly think Agra is a little. A little much. at yeah, first. Like, she's, she's really creepy. ugly. Yeah, and she's you know has her eyeball out, and you know she's uh really abrasive. And it must I mean, be really cold where she's at. Because yes, that's true too. <laughs> yes, that the high beams are on. Yep. Right. Yeah, yep. <laughs> she's got some. Uh, she's got some knockers. You got it.
0: The other thing I would say uh, that I thought was really creepy and, and super impressive special effect was when. The Emperor Skexies just crumbled away to dust. Oh, oh yes. yes, that's a, yeah. so yeah. unbelievably awesome. I mean, that scene was really effective because you have this character like agonizingly dying, and then the way that like I still don't know how they did that. Like they made the puppet perfectly just crumble into dust. It looks so Perfect. awesome. Yeah.
3: And it starts with the bottom lip and it just yeah, breaks just, like in such a weird way. Yeah, oh, it god. breaks in
0: like such a strange way, and yeah. it's like, oh my god, yeah. it's really yeah. unsettling. Like I am still.
4: Empire.
0: And then, dead. Like,
1: right, and then well, not for much longer,
5: apparently,
0: right? So, yeah. yeah, that was
3: another one. That's uh, that's definitely that, yeah, that's a big one, definitely.
5: I wouldn't be scared of the Gelfling but they're definitely weird looking.
1: They are
0: weird, looking they are weird actually. Looking, one, of, yeah. one of my is it biggest? just weird or does
1: Jin kind of look like Mike Myers? Mike Myers, yes. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know, maybe <it's
5: laughs> the do I thing.
0: make you randy, baby. <laughs> Like if uh, I watched the I've movie
5: and I didn't know like what they were, then I'd be I'd be like, oh gee. But Kira's
0: really cute. Yeah, yeah. Like Kira's great. Yeah. And I actually I always thought that Jen, like Jen's performance was a little bit more like stiff, and the way that his puppet moved was like very mm-hmm. like shouldery, and he had to yeah. turn his whole body. And actually, Jim Henson even commented on it later that he was like. Jim Henson did the puppetry for Jen, yeah. Whereas um, I think that Kira was done by Wendy Froud.
3: Oh, really? I want to
0: say, um, but but I always thought that of the two Gelflings, like Kira moved much more naturally, much, yeah, and seemed mm-hmm. much more alive, and mm-hmm. Jen just felt weird yes. and kind of like stiff, Agreed. and that always sort of broke the immersion for me. I always felt like I like. We all know it's puppets, but like the puppetry is so good that you don't think about it so much. But with Jen, it's like, I super can't not. It's
3: really funny. Like with the show, like one of the only issues I really had with the show is that the how uneven the different puppets are. Totally. And you'll have certain puppets, like certain ones, I just felt like they were made out of the wrong consistency rubber or something and they just are extra extra stiff or something like there are certain characters and we'll touch upon that I think later when we're talking about the characters I'll mention yeah. them but yeah I definitely agree and I always liked Kira better Yep. Um, uh, I think she, the look of her is, is so much better She. you're right like I mean, her her eyes even. She just seems more alive. She has like a yeah. very
0: like kind of you know lively glitter to her eyes that I feel like Jen's eyes are just sort of dead. Like mm-hmm. they're just like a puppet yep. eye. And yeah, they they made Kira look he might so be much dead better. Inside, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he very well could be. He's the last maybe of his was, kind, and maybe
2: his... that's why he's my favorite character. <laughs>
3: I mean, he's he's inside, love I Jen.
0: Know. He's dead inside. He's so dead.
3: <laughs> I mean, he listens to Jared Leto bands, so he,
0: he must be, <laughs> he's, you have no choice but to be dead inside. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I I don't know how much else I have to say. Thirty about... seconds to
3: thraw. <laughs> you know that band. <laughs>
0: you know it. You know it. Um, but yeah, so uh, Nintendo, down. you haven't gotten to weigh in too much on the movie. General thoughts or or any uh, I mean, kind of like last impressions. Upon,
2: like you know. General I, thoughts, I, Lee Custer. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> anything. Any anything, general. Anything at all? Um, yeah. I mean, for me, I didn't like love the movie it, it was okay mm-hmm. but, but you've only seen it. this is your the, first, first time. time now
3: which so is, right. this is like the last week it's, or not week to before. say that you definitely would have loved it but i think it isn't one of those interesting things where nostalgia paints things yes
4: yeah. right. and
3: when you're into it as a kid it's like if we never saw he-man until today it would be the stupidest thing ever totally. right but, yeah right but right. it's it's just one of those things right. but yeah i not to say i mean maybe you would have hated it then too right I, do well, I am mentioning. pretty picky with movies. But, but yeah, no, that, yeah that, continue, that's interesting. Anyways,
2: um, I will say that the practical effects in that movie were outstanding, especially for 1982. Mm. Right. And, I mean, how yeah. good
0: were those matte paintings? Like, the yeah, the ridiculous. background scenery yeah. is still Every, one of the I mean, most incredible about things it, there. I mean,
2: it was a beautifully made movie. Like, yeah. As far as, like, scenery goes, like, it's they did an excellent job with it. In, but in, as far in, as
0: story goes,
2: eh whatever yeah. right and that's I, I,
0: exactly right because the story is just kind of meh like it, it is it is very simplistic and right. i love what the show does to flesh out the world mm-hmm. yeah. um but the you know the original source material is so simple and yeah i mean the um the The way that they do the puppetry for some of the larger creatures is mind blowing, and there's there's a lot of documentary out there that you can you can watch about how they were able to animate the Mystics and animate yeah. the Gartham, and it's just like crazy, yeah. you know, right. yeah, kind of those, acting those bigger, acrobatics you have to bigger do.
2: Characters, I was really blown away. Oh yeah, by how, how they pulled that off.
0: Totally. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really insane. And the, the Skeksis, I think, were usually like one person in a suit. But the Mystics, they had to have like multiple people in there. And like one would be like contorted in a crazy position to try and get the motion right for the head versus the arms. And it was like. Which I can't imagine. I know. It's, it's yeah. so
1: funny when. it's so, Oh, I can imagine it. It's imagine so. It right I, I, I,
0: don't, I don't want to imagine <laughs> it. It's so, it's so easy so
1: to
3: hot. forget <laughs> that's, that a puppet like the Mystics, which is essentially has like a brontosaurus type head. Right. Very yeah. long neck. That, yeah. That's a hand in there. It's right. so easy to forget,
0: right? That. Yeah, think about how they have to get their arm in there in order to, for, and they like, have
3: four arms. Yeah, so there must have been like what three people or something. I, I don't mean, know. they don't
0: frequently use all, all four, four yeah, so I think true. they could probably get away with it. But like on, on some scenes, you know, they, they would. Right. Um, and the way how they're like crouched over and everything too. Yeah, like, because be I know yeah. I
3: know in Big Bird, basically, you know, one hand is is up high doing the beak, and then the other one is doing his left arm. Oh, wow. And then his right arm, if you look at Big Bird, is never used. It's on like a loose kind of string attached to his belly. So it kind of moves when he moves. It just sort of sways, and it looks like he's just kind of holding it there. But mm. it never does anything for that reason because it is just a suit. That's, so that's, right. that's how that's it works. That's really neat. You yeah, one you never really hand think of that. And then the other hand is up in Big Bird's mouth. So it really is interesting how many different suits that Jim Henson was able to come up with over the years. It's
0: incredible. I mean he, you know. he he was an he was an absolute genius and an engineer for for a lot of these things because the the technology and the technique to do them didn't exist. Like right. you know, um, his his daughters have been you know in in documentaries and stuff and said like you know Jim Henson had to think of off the top of his head, how to engineer these things. He right, he couldn't just right. go to a source and be like, hey, what's the best way to do that? And so that is such an incredible talent right there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And not to- only
1: that, like um, I believe I saw in a documentary I recently you know, heard on YouTube, uh, you know, prepping for the episode, like, he made them, you know, not just to make them, just to make them, and like, okay, a person gets in there and acts and does their thing, but he wanted them to get in and out fairly efficiently because, all right, if it's going to take you like 25, 30 minutes to get in and out of this thing, Right. It's gonna, you're only going to get in it, do the whole day shooting, then don't get out until either lunch right. or until you go home. But if you can get out of it in like five or ten minutes, you can take regular breaks and it's a lot yeah. easier for the actor. Yeah, right. keep
0: the actor actually you know, in good you know, mental state so that they're not right. miserable by the end of a day of shooting or and make whatever. make
2: sure they're able to breathe in those costumes yeah. oh, too. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, you got to limber up.
0: Some of the some of the stinking Godzilla suits, you know, those actors are just in a oh. giant rubber suit full of sweat because mm. they don't drain. They baste in their own juices. Yeah, and Blah. like, you know, serious drowning hazard and stuff. Delicious. Like, it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say that's uh, that about, you know, closes the book on mm-hmm. the, the movie, at mm-hmm. least, if mm-hmm. anyone else has anything else to say. I just
3: want to say that, like, you know, I'm not fighting anybody on how simple the story is, and, and you know, if it, it's not your thing, that's totally cool. Um, but I will say that Like, while I totally see that, um, I also really think some of the background stuff that they came up with, I do just adore and I think is, is worth getting credit for, such as just the overarching stuff of, okay, we... This race came from the stars, which we learned in the show. Right. So, like the 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 big reveal in the movie. Yeah, the big the big reveal in the movie is awesome. Yeah, it's it's freaking amazing. It's
0: awesome. I I would say I love finale
3: to have you're like okay. And they're giving you clues the entire time that the Skeksis and the Mystics are linked. Right. There are clues and but at the beginning it just feels like it's part of the fairy ness of it all. Now they're like, oh, because they, they repeat the dialogue and the narrator says Did you
0: know, Joe Joe, did you know like right away that they were linked before no, you watched the no, movie? I had
2: no knowledge Okay. Of the movie because I was so
0: I was so used to knowing this that yeah. I don't know how effective the yeah. deception is anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. That's cool that they, yeah, they still I, I are able... That
2: was another thing I thought was interesting about the story, which is yeah. the how they were they were, at one point, one being. Right. Yeah, the Urskx. And yeah. then the, the crystal shattered. But I just love the way that we came in
3: at this point. They didn't tell us the story from the yes. beginning. We came in at this point when it's at the end of a thousand years of this reign, and you just totally accept that there are these two races or whatever, and... They are so dissimilar anyway right. that you're not going to think. But but you know what's interesting in the show they do reveal that the Skeksis actually have four arms as well, and that they yep. keep you two do of them see it. They do. That they don't yeah. use them. Yep. Uh, and uh, the, the
2: warrior kind of uses. Yeah, his. In show, oh, yeah,
3: in the show. Yeah. Yeah. The in the show the you see the warrior. Right. See it, but oh, the um, hunter rather. Yeah, yeah, the hunter. Yeah, but yeah, so like, I just, I the just.
1: angels want
3: to bring him down. <laughs> no! but uh, yeah, I, I mean, the 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 early clues are are very early because it goes because that's one of the things I hate when a story seems to throw something at you a big twist at the very end and you're like ah, oh, you didn't plan for this kind of lost I know I know but, but and this, this like, one from it's the like very nope. beginning wink wink nudge nudge like, say no more oh, say no more it's they're, there the whole time yeah, they're like oh there was a, there was a bunch of these guys now there's only 10 right and the emperor lies dying and then you see the emperor die and then they go and to the they, mystics right they're like oh yeah. there was a bunch of these guys oh but now there's only 10 on oh, the the best of them lies. and dying, they right. cut and, it right. in a way that's not like one to one perfect it's really subtle it's really subtle it's like you don't make that connection until
2: like near the end of the movie right when like you wound Walking to the to the castle yeah. and then you see one of the mystics just like randomly like dies like oh because his other scissies just died. like right. fell down so the crystal there, was, yeah. before, before the that one gets his hand cut yeah yeah cuts gets, yeah. yeah it appears yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. which i i think that's like the the the, the that's only the mo- good thing about the movie that uh, as far as story right. goes i like how
0: they like a very unique kind yeah, of
3: i guess that's less plot so right. it doesn't just, really yeah. change what you guys said, but it's more setup. Like that's more that world building. Yes. That's like what they did. And I just cannot say enough about the world building. I love it so much. Yeah, and that's, I think that's definitely what, because, a big part. You know, I will say that this was a movie that I didn't see a million times as a kid. No, uh, my mom never really liked this movie, so I, I we didn't own it. I, I saw it a couple. It's of times It's dark
0: and kind of gross, and yeah. it makes sense that yeah. she yeah. would and, probably and not. She just, have- yeah. she
3: just didn't like it, and I don't know. We just didn't. I, I saw it a couple of times. And then it wasn't until I was a grown up that I was like, you know what, I want to see like when Netflix happened. I was right. like, I want to see this again. And I remember like Boss Rush. You had, you always did the, the line of, "Oh, I hate your wimpa," yeah. and like I I don't know. Like I I really really got into it as an adult. And there were things I remembered. I always remember the Land Striders and weird bunny fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With and, stilts. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Dr. Matteo just, Dr. A just light had a ball brain, went off. I,
0: brain moment.
5: I would actually also probably be scared of the Lance Traders Oh, okay. Cuz they I don't know. Their face looks like a fish person. It's like a fish cat <laughs> old man. <then> their <laughs> legs are so the Prophecy long. never said
1: anything about this.
5: And their legs are so long and then their body's like so tiny. It's just so weird.
3: Yeah, it's it's a neat performance thing. They're like oh, how can yeah. we how can we work in You know, stilts, like a guy on stilts on all four is like, this is neat, which is uh, kind of reminiscent of, uh, in return to Oz, the wheelers. I don't know if you guys remember that. I remember
0: Uh, those guys, yeah.
3: But uh, a a little different, but... Anyway, I, I just want I, I guess I'm done. But yeah, I, I really more got into this as an adult. But I did have that tether where mm-hmm. I did remember and I did like it. I knew I liked it. I just never loved it. Right. right but right. at this point in life, I love it. Yep. But uh, a lot of it comes from the world building.
0: Absolutely agree. Yeah, totally. um, yep. Um, and the aesthetic of it all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, I saw this a few times when I was a kid and hadn't seen it since until like literally a couple hours ago. I, you know, I got here a bit early. And I was able to actually watch the whole movie, like literally just a couple hours ago. Prepping for this episode, I was like, "You are fresh. fresh. I am fresh." And as the that Dickens. movie still you're like holds DJ up. Jez, I Jez Jez enjoyed it Fresh, I still nice. think it's awesome. Yeah, so.
2: I, I will say, you know, I've only seen it for the first time just recently, I will say it. It's it still looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, and it's I'm really still blown up. away by I, the visuals of it. And
0: I think it's a movie that, like, the more you watch it, the more you appreciate it. That's too. that's true yeah. for yeah. me. Yeah, for me, for sure as well, because I think the first time it's hard to truly like. Glean yeah. everything that's there, and yep. and I think that you mm-hmm. really do get more out of it with the more time you watch it. Yeah, definitely. And like when I mean, I'm eight,
1: when I'm ten years old, I don't appreciate like totally. you know, the, the performance that goes behind yeah. the, all this puppetry and stuff, and all these performances. But
3: Speaking now seeing it as old.
1: older than ten,
0: <laughs> right? I can right. appreciate that. <laughs> we we'll So
3: that. as a ten, as an actual ten year old, a current ten year old, Doctor Matteo, um, I know that you saw it earlier in life, because we watched it when you were younger at some point. I don't know, maybe you were six or seven or something like that. And and when the show was coming out, you wanted to see it. We watched it, but you didn't really remember a lot about the movie at that mm-hmm. point, right?
5: Mm-hmm. It made a lot more sense once we watched the movie.
3: The second time. Because we watched the whole show, and you hadn't seen the movie in a long time, and then mm-hmm. we just watched the movie this week.
5: Yeah, and it made a lot like, I already understood a lot of the things, but mm-hmm. I was also confused about some things. But I knew we were gonna watch the movie, so I just it, it the just movie it explained and... like a lot.
0: Yeah, it felt like you could kind of like put it into the world better. It like made more sense. Did it yeah.
3: feel like you were watching it for the first time? The movie.
5: Yeah. Um.
3: You remember some.
5: It
0: stuff. did for yeah, me. Yeah, I
5: remember <laughs> some stuff. <but laughs> I definitely remember. Like, I forgot what it. What when the podling was getting? Its Zombified. Essence. Yeah, life yeah. essence drain. I forgot what it looked like, but then once I saw, it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember." That that.
4: <laughs>
3: seared into my brain. I had actually, like, even this time, forgotten that the scientist is one who dies. The scientist. It's so funny. Working yeah. the podlings gets, I, gets chucked the skept- into
1: the skept- fire. Yeah, I don't
0: know what
3: his
1: name. Was. <laughs> and uh, oh, Skektek that's his name.
3: Skektek. That's one of the few I'll be able to. That's pretty cool. Summon, but yeah, we we saw how he how he lost his eye because he oh, had a yeah. robot eye.
0: Yeah, we did. So and so yeah, before. So let's uh, let's close the book on um, the Dark Crystal, the movie. Book closed. And uh, I I would like to just go to our good pal Justin Cooper, our roving uh, reporter. No, no, Maddio is Dr. Maddio. We can have more than one. Oh wait, yeah, you're right. We can. Okay, (laughs) our roving reporter Justin Cooper from Amalgamania. uh, From amalgamamam. I mean, Amalgamania. Yes. uh, Because we (laughs) both have fun. We both have fun. Channel names that are hard to say which is fun it's because that's why we're such good friends um and he has uh, a lot of feelings and a lot of thoughts and a lot of wisdom about the dark crystal and
3: it was it should be mentioned that he was actually the one who suggested this yes he was very passionate
0: about it Mm -hmm. and uh and so i had decided to champion this episode because i was getting into the show and watching the movie again and i just wanted to you know do that, but yes, Justin Cooper definitely was influential in, in throwing the idea out there. So way thought, back in
3: like July,
0: so long ago, I know. Yeah, he,
3: he really wanted to be on the show, and uh, unfortunately, the way that we record this show right now, currently, we don't have any way of having people call in. We kind of are on really old equipment and stuff like that. I know we sound pretty decent, but like it's actually kind of old. I mean, and busted. we we
0: can probably finagle it, but it's we can, it's a matter that we it's can like
3: finagle bagels, but I don't know. About I guests. like bagels too, but
0: it's it's tricky, and we typically have just been having people in the studio. But we have the next best thing. We have a voicemail from yes. him.
6: So we want to play
0: that for you now. And we'll come back after that and talk about the show.
6: Greetings, Retroids. This is your old pal, Coop. Um, I'm here to discuss the Dark Crystal today. Um, just wanted to impart some knowledge from this one. Um, there's a lot to unpack. So I'm going to try to keep it brief to just a couple points that maybe you don't know. I'm going to start with a quote from Jim Henson. I think the idea for the Dark Crystal came along at a time where we were ready to handle it, which is basically the way things have happened all my life. So, um, the story of the Dark Crystal, I guess, begins when, um, Jim Henson travels to England to meet with Brian Froud, the designer. What people don't know about this is that, um, this was actually during the, uh, winter of 78, which most people in New England know about as this is the mythic time when, um, winter fell, um, (laughs) came and, um, snowed out everybody and it was snow as, as, uh, long as the eye can see and um, I know my parents certainly tell that tale but um, the winter of 78 played a huge factor in this because they were actually um, snowed in at uh, Kennedy Airport and they couldn't go anywhere and that influenced a lot of um, Jim Henson being able to write a lot of this uh, and just spend some time indoors doing this. Another thing I wanted to mention is that there was a fashion line of clothing in 1982, the DC Fashion Collection, that was inspired by the Dark Crystal. So this was uh, something that was actually modeled by his daughter Cheryl Henson at the time. And it was all based on fantasy-type clothing, very ethereal, everything from lingerie to evening wear, um, which was uh, very 80s, 1980s uh, at the time, but um, pretty, pretty interesting stuff. So those are two little bits that I don't think a lot of people know. Um, another thing I really want to just mention on here is that uh, one of the performers, Tim Rose, was also famous for playing Admiral Akbar in um, in all the Star Wars films. And, as uh, your fellow Retroids may get to at some point, Howard the Duck. He was uh, one of the performers for that as well. As well as Aslan in The Chronicles of Narnia and Tik Tock in Return to Oz. Next, um, Jerry Nelson who is uh, the voice of the Emperor, was best known as Gobo Fraggle, Floyd Pepper from the Muppets, and The Count on Sesame Street. He was another one uh, that was involved in the film. Um, And following, um, finally, uh, Barry Denon, who did the voice, the the whimpering uh, Chamberlain, very prolific voice actor whose career spanned a ton of video games and just animated everything from Batman the Animated Series, um, Avatar The Last Airbender, DuckTales, the, rear, the real Ghostbusters, Johnny Quest, even the Munsters, um, Galtar in the Golden Lance. Um, he was in the movie Trading Places in Superman 3, and my personal favorite, um, voice on Pirates of Dark Water. So just a prolific voice actor that had been just doing it forever um, did the voice of Chamberlain. And if you didn't know this, Chamberlain is his position. It was not his actual name. As you'll see in watching the um, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. I highly recommend that if you haven't seen it. Just a couple pieces of, of uh, knowledge I want to impart to you. I have a great book uh, entitled Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal, The Ultimate Visual, v- Visual History. Um, it is uh, written by Cassine Gaines. It's a great book uh, with a lot of great visuals in it, um, a lot of the art, and um, some of the uh, behind the scenes from The Dark Crystal. It's pretty great because um, it gives you the history behind it, even talks about things like the differences in the outlines, where, say, Frank Oz added a couple things onto the original story by Jim Henson. Um, and one of the things that really surprised me about this is that um, it goes over the Skeksis actually had names, names that weren't necessarily listed, like uh, listed in the film. Like uh, the Emperor himself had a name, and um, I think his name was Nacht. And um, the General's name was Mangra, and um, Chamberlain's real name is Mal. And then we see that he is Skekmal in the Age of Resistance. So it's uh, some interesting stuff um, that I would uh, definitely say check out. Um, if you're looking to um, expand upon your uh, experience if you've got some great stories about how you used to watch a Dark Crystal as a kid or you love it or you love the characters please check me out on the fantastic podcast and you can send me a message and we'll get that story out there we want to hear about it hear about some great stories um, I want to thank the Retro Redoctopus podcast for having me on and um, I want to say to all the retroids out there thank you and please uh, check us out on Amalgamania and I hope that you enjoyed this discussion about the Dark Crystal and the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance.
0: All righty, and we are back. So you just heard from our great pal, Justin Cooper, uh, about a lot of really interesting things. Yeah, thanks,
3: Coop. Thanks yeah. for that
0: voicemail. That was awesome. Thanks a bunch, man. Uh, You're a lot, the lot of, a lot of great knowledge there that we did not know and we're not going to mention, so you totally made yeah, the episode better, 78, it, bro. who knew? Way to go, bro. Um, but I was yes. I kind of there for that. I, I was not there. <laughs> I wasn't even a twinkle in an eye.
3: It was wicked friggin' cold back then. You guys. Wicked
0: it friggin' wicked. Wicked
2: cold. Wicked
0: cold. Wicked cold, when, cold guy. When you're
1: only two feet tall, those four feet banks look pretty huge. They look <laughs> huge.
0: Huge banks. Um, but anyway, uh, so now, now that we have you know kind of bridged the gap between uh, the the original movie with our our good pals' voice message there, let's start talking about. Dark Crystal, The Age of Res- uh, resistance, resistance. Not the, Resonance. Resistance? 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 The Rage of Instance. The Rage that'll of Instance. That be, that'll be the, the sequel to the show. Oh,
2: yeah. The Age of...
0: <laughs> yeah, The Age of Resistance, uh, which is a 10-episode Netflix series, which was released this year. Can you believe it? It's like why we're doing this or something. Um, so this show is... Uh, it's... It, it does something that I feel is so incredibly necessary for the Dark Crystal, which is to fill in the backstory and fill in a lot of what has happened leading up to the events of the Dark Crystal. Not necessarily directly up to it, but it paints a bigger picture, a broader picture of the world. And most importantly, it shows us what the Gulflings were like when they were not extinct. Mm-hmm. When the Gelflings actually had seven different clans that inhabited different regions of the world of Thra. They all, you know, to varying degrees of development, um, you know, have been explained and shown in the world. And they have different kind of civilization and and habits and all kinds of, you know, dress and attire and look and all this other stuff. So they really did a lot to flesh them out. Whereas in the original movie, we just have Jen and Kira. We really know very little about what the Gelflings were like at Mm all. And Jen even... I mean both of them were raised by other groups. I mean right. Kira's part of the Pod things basically and Jen's part of the Mystics. So this is the first time we're really getting to see any kind of like Gelfling interaction between societies. Right. Uh which is really great. Um so this takes place Lingering, Gelflingering Press. Mm. Yes, the lingering <laughs> so gelf. much
3: lingering of those Gelfs.
0: Gelf Dol, Dolph Lund lingering. Uh, there's a joke there <laughs> somewhere. A, it, gelf Patio Gelf, gelf it. Lundgring. I don't know. <laughs> It, uh, it's in the crapper. Uh, so anyway, lambast, Bostwick. lambast, Bo- just when, when, when in doubt, just let's yell the other things we say that are funny. Lambast, Bostwick. Mad- Maddie, can we get a can we get a big Shabiban out of you? you just, <laughs> so just, She's
4: like, just
3: like hey. what's that? Maddie's <laughs>
0: like, I don't listen to your show, Dad.
5: Shabiban.
0: Yeah. Go. That was a good one. Oh, that's a good very shababin. nice. Very, very nice. Yeah, so you gotta go, Shababin! Shababin! You gotta say it like you're having a sandwich. You're like you just like it's like when you're gonna put down the yeah. last touch on a on like a pasta dish, you go, shabiban. Like
5: shababin! There, there you yeah. go. There
0: you go. There you go. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, killed it, kid. Um so the, the show has uh it it I don't know, I don't know how much of the plot I want to get into because of how new it is. But basically there's a gulfling Rian and uh who's
3: kind of our gen analog he, yeah he's
0: our gen analog and like even even in the first our gen ep- x gen, yeah gen analog uh I don't know even in the first episode there's events that happen that I don't want to spoil because I think sure. so much of what makes this show really effective for me are a lot of these big moments that you didn't see coming so I really don't want to get too nitty-gritty yeah. with the stuff but
3: unlike, yeah unlike the movie the, the plot of the show is a lot more complex a lot yes. more complex. there's a yeah. lot yeah. of characters uh, they, they switch point of views uh, yes. quite a bit and it really feels like kind of almost like mini Game of Thrones ish in the way that it does it and then they sort of come together uh, right now, over me, and eventually, you know, it all sort of makes sense. But
0: uh, right, yeah, it's right. But but a lot in, going in, on. A lot of there, balls in the air. There's a lot of balls in the air. I mean, so a lot of balls
3: in the air. Oh
0: Jesus, uh, who is it? Petunia, the the cigar fairy. Is that what we cigar
1: fairy? Yeah, the cigar hey, fairy. Hey, have
3: a cigar. Damn,
0: hey, Petunia. There's a lot of balls up in the air. There's, there's a cigar lot ball. of balls up in the air. Let me yeah. tell you. I, th-
3: I think I think yeah, Dr. Dr. Mario wants to say them when. It- you want to talk about cigars? <laughs> <He> <laughs> about
0: for you want
3: to? You ain't talking about scotch. They are bad. That is, you are right. That is good. No, advice. Let's clap for that. Clap yes, for that. Bad. Don't smoke, kids.
2: Smoking Stand in bath school, your lungs. But drink Winner, scotch. Winners don't use drugs, <laughs> but Put they Put hair do. on your chest. No, don't
0: drink. drink winners scotch don't. Scotch you dri- don't use drugs, but they do drink scotch. <laughs> <laughs> that's true.
1: Uh, Retroductibuses, not condone underage drinking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what I want to touch upon is that this show came out this year and it almost entirely uses puppetry still. yeah, There is a decent amount of CG that's in there to enhance some of the facial features very slightly, some of the you backgrounds. know backgrounds, a lot of those things, instead of matte paintings, they went with CG, green screen, what have you. But all of the characters are actual handmade puppets Acted mm-hmm. and you know performed and by the sets puppeteers are
3: real. Oh, yeah. there's there's the, a lot of practical. Albums, like but but the waybacks
0: way are all done in CG, yeah, right? The, like the kids are back there, yeah, the, yeah. but they're mostly CG yeah. kids. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's <laughs> definitely fair.
4: <laughs> Maddie's
0: face. He just Maddie's she does not Maddie's like rep- I don't. How do you both know to talk mystery about mystery
3: science theater reference? You just
0: made? whoa. <laughs> but in the wayback, the
3: kids are back there.
0: That was uh, that was that was an ega reference. Ega Stemlo. So watch uh, out for, for Skeks. Skeksies. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> watch out for Skeks. Very nice. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's this show is coming from a place of just. At- utmost adoration and love and obviously you know the Jim Henson company is working on it uh, the Froud family is working on it Brian Froud is doing a lot of the character designs Wendy and uh, Toby Froud are actually part of the, the whole you know production itself as far as doing some of the puppeteering and some of the you know modeling and things Toby, Toby Froud, Froud
3: the, uh, the grown up ugly baby from Labyrinth yeah so that ugly yeah. baby
0: from Labyrinth Toby was Toby in real life and it's Toby Froud Brian Froud's son who's significantly less of an ugly baby now um, he's just a man. <laughs> now he's just an ugly man. Yeah. <laughs> That's not nice at all. He, <laughs> he's perfectly normal-looking guy. He was just an ugly baby. I'm sorry. I mean, he was an ugly baby. You, you, Toby, you, Toby, if you listen
3: to the show, Toby, don't you feel was bad. An ugly baby, don't feel bad. They ain't all beautiful. Yeah, no. Some of us are. It's you all right. You're not one of us. You're gonna
0: end up making a lot more beautiful, cool stuff than I ever it's will. Fine. Just
3: own it. It's fine. Right. Not everybody looks good in an orange onesie. I mean, right. it's, No. It's it's tough. it's, it's tough. a tough color. It's, it's
0: tough. It's tough. Um, I'm lucky
1: I can still pull it off.
3: Uh, I know,
0: really you can though. You can do it so well.
1: You're like the only one of the hosts that can. So I mean yeah, it's no. rare. That that's my gift.
0: It is. It is.
1: My second gift is not showing it to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, You're welcome there.
0: Oh, Petunia. So yeah. No, it's Petunia. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's more old. It's like, that's Petunia. It's more like Spitunia. you guys saying
3: Spud's Petunia? Sp- Spud's no, it's, Petunia. Like, it's
0: like a Spittoon. It's like a salty Spittoon, but it's Spittunia. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> Petunia.
3: I
1: love when we just make up characters by
0: accident. Salty Spittunia. All, right. All right. I'm just
1: going to go hang out in the corner here with, you know, Blitzcrack Balls Krieg or whatever his name is. <laughs> Blitzcrack balls, Blitz,
0: <laughs> balls Krieg <laughs> is also good. <laughs> <laughs> um so I mean it's it is so tough to talk about this show without spoiling it. So yeah. let's just say that uh lots more world building. There's a lot more world building. And and basically the broad strokes are Rian is is basically trying to unite the seven clans of Gelfling because in this time period the Gelfling are actually very willingly subservient to the Skexies. They mm-hmm. view the Skexies as these, you know, kind of benevolent overlord types who are you know, doing things in their best interest. And in reality, we learn that, you know, very quickly the Skeksis really don't care at all. They're just trying to keep the Gelflings under their thumb. And as soon as some, you know, unsavory information gets out there and uh, Rian learns that the Skeksis are maybe bad, all of a sudden you have this huge clash of worlds where you have all the people, all the Gelflings who believe that the Skeksis are trying to help them. And then you have Rian and a small subset of other Gelflings who are going, no, they're absolutely not on our side and this is why and this age should be one of
3: resistance this
0: age should be one of resistance and so it's kind of a long journey for him but he builds up a good crew and i do really like a lot of the supporting characters um i think deet is fantastic i think Mm -hmm. that rian is decent um and i think that there are uh i know uh, parasite steve you specifically really like the uh the Vapra princess there um, well, Brea is the third Brea, main character. Yes, yeah, she was my yes, favorite of yeah. the three. So Breya has a very. She's not great... my favorite
3: character though. No, but that, she has a great arc. That would go to the uh, the tall best friend with dreadlocks, Gergen.
0: Gergen, <laughs> oh. bold Gergen. Oh. Oh. oh, I like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah,
4: very. Oh, it's like pod people,
0: Ooh, isn't it? Yeah. So
3: nice. I, was, I, I could see him talk about potatoes. <laughs> so long, oh, he Gurdjian. could talk about it. Oh,
0: that Gergen. But one of the things we were talking about before um, this episode, uh, Parasite Steve and I, was that a lot of the clans of the Gelfling feel a little bit nebulous. Like, it's not exactly clear what clans are doing what and what it's they're just, doing. I it's there's a lot. And it, it's the same thing from the movie, right? Yeah, like, we're, we're in a world so with so much, much development that you can't possibly know all there right. is to know just from watching it, which is cool. But also, there are moments where I was confused and I was like, oh, um... Really, that guy's not part of the same clan. He's right. part of this other clan. Oh, but
3: I think that's okay too. The, yeah. I don't think they should all be like crazy colors or something. But
0: because but it's not, it's not natural, it, right? Right. But like, as it
3: went on, I, I think at this point after watching the whole show, and you know, yes, doing some extra reading online and and kind of. You know, figuring it out. It's like okay, no, I do see what they did, and there are some differences. But yeah, some of them are more subtle than others, sure. for sure. Sure. Uh, I think Dietz Clan, the uh, the Grotten, yep. they're very obviously different. Very
0: obviously different. They have very dark eyes because Big. they're adjusted to low light. They live underground. Like, also, I, I noticed
3: think... she was the only puppet of the main three that couldn't look side to side because none of the other characters, I don't think, look side to side. But Brea and Rianne, and Rianne do, do. Huh. and. Uh, and the two, the two gelfling from the original movie did, did, but, uh, but the the but Deet's eyes are so large because she's a subterranean sort of a race mm-hmm. that you know, their pupils are just basically the whole entire eye almost. Right. It, they don't they don't move. So I kind of I really felt like almost the same thing like you said with with Kira. I felt that with Rianne and, and Deet and Brea. I felt like Brea was the one I felt like looked the most alive.
0: Absolutely. So her that emotions, was her facial emotions were very, very That's One of the reasons very, why I did like
3: her initially, but I do also think she had the best arc, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think that um, her arc was great. I really enjoyed Deet's arc, and I think that Rianne is a serviceable main character, yeah. but he's not much more than that. He's like, um, a, he's
3: Axe Battler. Yeah, he's it's just Axe Battler. like Ax he's, like he's, he's, he's the hero with a and sword. And I mean,
0: he, it's fine, you know, his his clan is one of warriors. He's got and dad issues, like yeah, you know. He has dad issues. Just dad like, I don't know. Uh, I have feelings. But yeah, so um I I want to say another thing that I thought was was really well done actually is the the music in the mo- in the show. As well as the movie, but the music in the show was really well done. It was very folky and it had a lot of traditional kind of instrumentation that made you feel like it could have come from a small kind of, you know, jamboree like the Podlings or Gelflings. It just felt very time period. And I thought they did a great job with that, um, making it that kind of, you know, authentic sound and not having it be. Uh, big sweeping orchestral thing, yes, or whatever. Like it felt grounded in a way that felt like this, like this could have been heard in or one Tommy of Tommy Talareco
1: noodling on a guitar like a <laughs> '90s rock star, <laughs>
0: right? Or just playing like some godforsaken banjo medley. Who fucking knows? um But yeah, so I think that's definitely something really. Uh, Doctor Maddio wanted to say something. Yes, so Doctor Matteo has a great point here.
3: Well, she she wants to talk about. What do you want to talk about? The the creatures.
5: Mm-hmm. So I think that the animals. Because there are
3: so many creatures so in many the great movie creatures. and the show that are just in the background and in cages and in all the, sh- these, the show especially like, you can't even count them. There are so many.
5: Yeah, there's like more than there are gelfling. Yeah, there's so there's many. So,
3: many so
0: yeah, yeah. Which ones and, were your favorites?
5: Well, so I think that the animals are really creative and out of nowhere, and um. <laughs>
3: Yeah, they're not, like, based on things we've seen yeah. a million times. Or yeah, right. they're right. original.
5: But they're really awesome, and some are cute, and, like, some are not at all cute. But um, I really like them. And they're – so my favorite ones – well, I have a lot of favorite ones, but two of my favorite ones – Okay,
3: I'll, I'll pick my top 30. <laughs> <laughs> some are That's cute, Dr. Some, with cute the top some are ugly, 30. but they're all delicious. <laughs>
0: um, I've sampled them all. Dessert! So <laughs> not broad.
5: One of them is the one. Where does where does D live?
3: Oh, well, a Grot- she's a she's a Grotan. Grot- I don't remember what the place is called. Um, potatoes. Right. Where oh. she lives. <laughs> um,
5: there, she fed with that like moss grass type stuff. She fed yep. these little like brontosaurus type like things.
0: Yeah, they were, like, these oh, small yeah, yeah. dinosaurs little with, with, with yeah. these, like, really incredible crystalline, crystalline. like, back spikes. Oh, oh, the, oh,
3: were they the ones in the trees?
0: They showed... So, this, no. this creature I remember seeing twice. I remember yes, yes. in the first episode...
3: It was the little guys in the yeah, trees? Yeah, they
5: were also above so ground. So, it was
3: above ground. And...
0: Maybe we're thinking of different guys. Uh, Oh, yeah. Because there was that one scene where
3: she... Because she had that moss, which was from the underground. And when she fed it to anything, they, like, glowed for a second. And they were like, "Mm, delicious. Mm -hmm. And there was one scene where she was above ground. She's kind of exploring. She doesn't... She's never been above ground. But there were these, like, cute little brontosaurus lizards. Like, the heads were poking out of the trees. Okay. that's what you're talking about. They were pretty cute, yeah. But
5: also, like, I like the ones that were underground. But... Another one of my favorites is um where the Skeksis drained the Gulfling and podlings. Oh the
3: scientists essence. The scientists like Lair. Yep.
4: Yeah. Um
5: yeah. and they had like a bunch of cages that had all the animals mm-hmm. and one of them was this little green like bird type looking thing. It was like lime green and then the beak was yellow. It was really cute.
3: And I remember there being like a little monkey one that they showed a few times that was in the scientist chamber, but I remember we saw one with Agra when she met the archer. I remember there was a monkey, too. It was really cute. But yeah, like there's so many, you can't even remember them all.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the Which one is one
3: of the things that the world That
2: makes feels it alive. so great.
5: Yeah. I also, I also liked those, um, the guys that, I don't want to spoil anything. Well, then um, maybe don't. Well, I like the guys that were his helpers that had the oh, like, yeah. sewn mouth, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, They're, yeah, yeah th- that was I actually one of the so creepier
0: moments of the of the show, I thought, yeah,
5: I, d- I didn't expect them to sound like how, what they sounded like, like, yeah, I thought they'd sound like I thought they wouldn't sp- like speak that language. Where they were
3: just kind of muffled. They yeah, yeah they're like
4: <laughs> so weird, and creepy, and it was like,
0: very creepy. That felt
4: a
3: little over the line. I
0: thought me. so too. Yeah, I was no, like, when, the when they introduced too. those characters, for those yeah. of you who who have seen the show, you know who we're talking about. For those of you who haven't, basically, there are characters that are introduced that have that's you know, another race. that's another didn't know race about. that we didn't know about, but that they also they do out. play an important role um Mm -hmm. and uh yeah they just like are subservient they are like the new kind of like helper slaves to the scientist and they just have their mouths sewn shut Mm -hmm. and it's very creepy and definitely something that i would say is like you know uh, not like a red flag, but it's like one of the line-crossing yeah, like, kind wow. of moments where you're like, it's "Whoa, a kid's thing. that's really dark." Uh, and I think the show had a lot more moments like that where you're like, "Whoa, that was dark." Like, don't to cross the, movie. the
3: streams. Yeah, yeah. The, the sewn-up mouth guys. Yeah, and a lot of others. I don't. A lot of, a lot want, of pus coming out of boils. About. A lot of lancing. Uh,
0: Okay, all one. Lansing, I, I have to say, I have to say, my, one of my biggest gripes of this show is that there's too much of the Skexies just being gross. <laughs> like, I get True. it. I know they're friggin gross. <laughs> they're
3: disgusting. But we they're so
0: frigging exposed. Like, there's such an expose on like, check out how gross they are. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm good. Like, I started fast forwarding through the parts because they were like yeah. having these feasts and these disgusting oh. moments yeah, of like the all se- these, second know, like, episode. Or uh, it's like they're just eating for like
2: ten. Ten minutes. Ten straight, minutes. Not nothing even to do with the anything. story at all. Right. They're just like eating
0: their own snot and I, like, I, yeah, I, and pus oh and God. vomit, and it's, it's just so like gross. all these oh. horrifically gross food things, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's just wicked I, gross.
5: I hated the feast. It was so gross because one that had like the bumps on its nose yep. yeah yeah p- it would just eat its own pus in its food. It <laughs> yeah was so gross. yeah
0: uh, and
5: then, like it would it would just become like drooling down yeah. and then in- yeah and then,
3: no it was it was over the top unnecessarily and, like, just gross the food and there was like because they had the the banquet scene in the in the movie, and I feel like they they felt like they had to outdo it, right? And they did, but it wasn't necessary. It wasn't in. Yeah, I mean, they were didn't need it at all. Because at all. like also, we had that. There's also outside. a scene
0: later with the scientist, and he's prodding like this this specimen that he's trying to like you know do whatever with, and it just like oozes like a. Pro- amount of green liquid into his oh, face yeah. and mouth and it's like just much all over him and it's oh, like, yeah. oh, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, it's just so, it's too much. It's yeah. like, come on, what the hell? Yeah. It, it became it became like a guar It concert. became a garbage pail kid. And yeah. it, it
2: stopped, And It stopped and then like a couple minutes later after <laughs> like, like
0: other events happened in the same room, Right. It starts spewing out some more of the right. he's stuff. Like, blah, blah, like why blah, is it doing blah, that blah, still? Blah, blah, like, it's, it's like, blah, oh. it's like yeah, can we it's... not? Like, it's just a guar concert. That's no why the
2: show is an hour long.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, th- th- yeah, definitely, I I don't think the show's perfect. I think that there's... there's. I mean, the gross stuff is just gross stuff. I don't care. But um the... The there are character moments that I find questionable, and you know any of you out there who have watched the show and are you know passionate about talking about it, definitely you know message us on Facebook and stuff, and we want to hear from you. but We just don't want to put it all out there now because the show is still so new.
1: Yeah, and um, like Boss Rush hasn't seen it, and right?
3: Stuff, right. So. so
0: you know I think that's that's totally fine.
1: And with all that puss talk, I gotta see it immediately.
3: After <laughs> it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so right much to all the Lansing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's a, I think that's a good choice. Uh, I know uh, Dr. matteo has has one more thing she wants to say. Yeah, definitely. Um, Go for it. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just say that um, whether it's perfect or not, I mean, it is. I'm so happy it exists. Same, right? <clears throat>
2: and they did it the right way too.
3: They did. They could have so easily made it CG, and I think that, you know, perhaps it would have looked really great, and maybe more people would have been able to connect to it, but I'm so happy that they didn't. And, yeah. And they I just mean, kept it yeah. to the spirit of the it original. It would have been the same if they did all no.
2: C- CGI.
0: And, and actually, what's interesting is there is a documentary on Netflix that's talking about the making of The Age of Resistance, and they had actually uh, like a five or ten minute cut of the first episode done in CG, because they were originally... Discussing, could we? Because Mm -hmm. or should we? Could we or should we? Right, and and so actually, the the decision ended up becoming after looking at it in CG and going, this isn't the dark crystal. Is basically what they came to. They're like, this is this is wrong, Um, and and so they decided to go with a kind of hybrid of of like ninety percent puppets, ninety five percent puppets, and then five percent CG just touch up. But yeah, so let's 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 hear from Doctor Maddio. What do you got? This
3: kind of like closes out the show talk, I think. If, yeah if, and that, ready for I, I'm that? cool with that yep. okay, so go for it.
5: So I came up with a little theory. Oh, you did. <laughs> My theory is what if um Jen is Rianne and D from the show's kid' um, cause Rianne and um Jen are both stone in the wood. And well, we like, don't know that for burn. sure
3: that was that was kind of like our theory, me and you.
5: I mean, he looked like it. He we feel a... like
3: Jen is probably a Stonewood like Rianne. I think that makes sense. Yeah, Why? that, that right. Because, th- like, obviously he didn't identify coloring. with the
0: Stonewood, but, yeah, he looks very similar. And yeah. honestly, yeah.
3: W- one second, like, watching the movie again just the other day, one thing I never, ever, ever noticed in the very opening scene with Jen when he's running, you can see, because he has bangs that cover his forehead. Right. His forehead is gray.
5: That's how I know he's Stone in the
3: Wood. Yeah, because y- you just can't see the the rest of the movie. His bangs completely cover his face, and he has brown hair with like blue tinges, like the Stonewood clan. Mm. And but the Stonewood clan also have like blue eyebrows up to the top of their hairline.
0: Interesting. Yeah, and- I never noticed and- that.
3: And Jen does, but it's not blue. Blue. It looks more gray. Bluish gray. But clearly, like they just made it a little bit more blue. Wow. For the show, so I think it's. I think he's a Stonewood. I think that's that's probably right. And I think that it makes sense that Kira would be the Vespa? No. The Vapra. Vapra. She's a Scooter. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She is a Gelfling Scooter. Look at this. She is a beautiful Vespa. I mean, the
3: Gelfling, they they got no toilet paper, so they're all Scooters. a a radio flyer.
0: (laughs) They use a leaf.
5: Continue.
0: Continue, Continue, Doctor.
5: Do you guys um, think that um, think that one of the characters are the other characters kids?
0: I mean, yeah, I think that it's definitely possible. I would say that since the show happened a hundred trying uh, before the movie, it's probably unlikely but that they're like son but they could be like grandson like you know far like farther down the line than that mm-hmm. um but yeah i think that they you're definitely onto something and especially if they end up going farther in doing a second season i think that would be really smart if it eventually yeah. tied directly into the movie um but obviously they're trying to to space it far enough apart now that they don't necessarily have to cuz obviously like they're in a tough situation, right? Because you're basically starting at the end, right? Like, the movie is the end of end, the story. Yeah. So you know that whatever distance back they go, we already know how it ends. So it's tough for them to be able to tell a compelling story when we know, like, but it eventually comes out to be this way, right? Mm-hmm. So, And we've yeah. seen
3: some pretty crappy prequels mm-hmm. in the past. We
0: certainly have. So I, I think that you're probably right. But I don't know if it's maybe like son, dog, like mother son, or something, or if it's more like grandson. Or but I think grandson, it's, it's
3: probably their intention that yeah. Rianne was Jen's ancestor. I, I think else.
0: that's definitely right.
3: They also look. Um, they look similar.
0: Yeah, Rianne, Rianne has like much wider set eyes, I and mean, he's got like kind of like it'd be like yeah. the
1: Trevor to Jen's... Yes. Simon. Simon. Yes. 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 Yep. Totally. Very apt.
0: Very apt, boss. So, so apt. Hmm. So yeah. Cool. The- the other awesome. yeah, part of this you know, trifecta, yeah. this, this, this three-part yeah. thing that I wanted great to just golden. briefly... Conjunction. This, conjunction, this, this great horse, conjunction this of suns. It's real good. It's so good. Like a so nice. So like, nice. A like a Guggen. <laughs>
2: like a Gugin. Gugin. Like
4: <laughs>
3: oh, I like that.
0: <laughs> there is going to be an upcoming video game that's going to be coming out at some point this year. Uh, based on the show so i wanted to touch upon that um the dark crystal has never really had a super you know widely distributed video game um parasite steve said that he discovered that sierra made a very rudimentary
3: yeah there was a text
0: adventure that came out in 83 Uh, which is like very soon after the movie so that's that's cool that there was something uh,
3: the graphics are just un. Unbelievably bad. I mean, the, the text was like horrendous. Man,
0: that font. <laughs> By the way, the Dark Crystal font, friggin' awesome.
3: Honestly, it's like one of my all time favorite logos for
0: Absolutely. Anything. Yeah. It's so cool. Uh, actually, the PlayStation 2 game Disgaea, for those of you who know that game, mm-hmm. almost directly borrow the Dark Crystal font. I remember back in the day thinking, like, that's really, really, really close to the Dark Crystal font. That's awesome. Um, How is this legal? Um, But, uh, yeah, so the video game that's going to be coming out is called the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics, uh, and it will be... Taking place across you know the entire series of events that happen in the show, um, but it will also be going farther than that. Uh, the game is going to be coming out supposedly this year. Um, there's no there's no release date still, which is obviously becoming a little bit narrow since we're in November now. Um, but uh, it's supposed to be coming out for the March PS4. 11th. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever 2019. Um, so yeah, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC are going to be getting it. And uh, the gameplay is similar to uh, like Final Fantasy Tactics, Fire, Fire Emblem, Disgaea, actually. But um, if those words mean nothing to any of you, then basically what you can imagine is it is like a role playing game uh, where all of your characters are set upon a, a grid. grid. And you have uh, your level is you know all the terrain and everything is set up in these different you know s- grid of squares, and you move your characters around and you do attacks. Based on you know range and height and all these other things, um, and so you are able to level up and gain experience points and learn spells and master different jobs and things like that, um, while also exploring the world of the Dark Crystal. And so you know I'm actually super hopeful that this game is going to be something that's worth playing and a great tie-in. Um, I think that on you know the surface it looks like it could be really fun. I think that the art style is maybe a bit in the early stages from what I saw back in E3, uh, which was in the summertime, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing it and getting to see, you know, just how great it is. Um, you'll, you'll be able to play as the Gelflings, both male and female, as well as a variety of different fizz gigs, which I thought was surprising. Uh, and then there's also going to be a third race that they have not mentioned yet. Um, personally, I hope that there's even more than that since the world is so rich it would be a shame to not be able to you know have more characters in there like podlings and and whatnot um but also they they showed that each different
1: having skeksis fight with those kit ray swords yeah i mean the skeksis swords are so (laughs) freaking those kit Kit ray swords are the best oh Oh my god when they do trial by stone
0: it's so cool i love the weaponry in the dark crystal again more of the design stuff just being fantastic but uh, but yeah, so I mean that's that's a basically that's pretty much the long and the short of it is that I just think that this game looks really cool and I hope that it ends up being something worth playing and uh, I think it should be on people's radar if they are a fan of the Dark Crystal or even a little bit interested in exploring the world in a different way. It's
3: definitely a, a good world that would lend itself to a game where you can take time and like get a lot of characters and that's the thing with those totally. types of games. Yeah. Fire right. emblems. How many characters do you get in the? Fi- right. How many characters are in a fire
1: emblem? Suicoden and, right.
0: and
3: right. stuff like that. Oh
0: yeah, I mean, there's so many Japanese RPGs with like you know hundred characters. Here's so. ten dollars. Go see a stawa. Right. Go go <laughs> have yourself a stawa. So
2: uh, I'm not really big into uh, tactics type games, mm-hmm. but if you, if you can kill like a bunch of podlings, I'm so in. You do not. <laughs> like- I was never good at tactics. Do you not like the podlings. I at all? cannot stand podlings. I think they're obnoxious. Okay. All right, then. And ugly. Um,
3: So, you know what's funny? Um, So, the Podlings actually reminds me of something I meant to bring up earlier. Yeah. uh, Dealing with the first movie. Uh, So, the Podlings are the only race in the movie or the show that don't speak English. Yeah. Right? They have their own language. They do. And so, um, what actually... I find really interesting I just learned this uh, very recently just now is that um, not just now (laughs) five minutes ago (laughs) Um, soon to now but not now uh, apparently the original uh, Jim Henson's original idea was that all of the characters except for the Gelflings were not going to speak English and uh, they all just were left up to the puppets puppeteers I should say to come up with just their own like little gibberish basically and um, it was the idea was that the Gelflings are, are analog and that they are, are trying to combine all these scattered things, all these races, these peoples or whatever and it, you couldn't even understand them. So the only way you were going to be able to know what, what the heck was going on was by what was going on visually. Um, and apparently they did it, and they um, they played a cut of the movie for some test audiences, and nobody could follow what the hell was going oh, on. Oh right? wow! Hmm. And the like, all the kids were like, "Mommy, what's going on? I don't understand." Like, and there was a lot of confusion, and it just didn't go over well. So what they had to do, believe it or not, is they had to go back and add dialogue to the existing footage, which they did not reshoot. They could not reshoot anything. So the movie visually, it all was the same. They literally had to write all the dialogue and have it match what was already on screen. Which, think about that. Wow, there is funny. a a That's decent amount of talking. Right
0: there. there really is.
3: For for we plan for none. Right. So even like the scene where like the emperor is dying in his bed, and he's like, "I'm still emperor." Well, I saw the original version of that, and there is no dialogue. He's just breathing. But his mouth moves the same. They didn't go back mm-hmm. and fix it. Yep. So it just—they just fit new just words just to the somehow same. Somehow it works. Mm. He was just breathing. He's like ah, ah, ah. But like they added words to it, and oh, it's just—I it, think it's the most insane thing. That is. Mm-hmm. But the podlings—the the podlings are the only ones for whatever reason they decided would have their own language. <laughs> but it was originally supposed to be the Skexies, the Mystics, Agra. Literally, the only one who was going to talk, I guess, were the Gelflings, unless maybe Agra was. They, right. they actually didn't mention Agra specifically, so I'm not sure where she fell on that. But yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's
4: anyway.
1: definitely Pretty better crazy. than my idea, which would have been they all would have spoke English, but all the words they used meant completely different than the words that we know. I mean, they'd still be speaking English words, huh. but they'd be just be saying in completely random ways. Um, so umbrella toast to Sagaba. Right? Yeah like <laughs> keyboard yeah a you, keyboard ah! preposterous staircase yes
0: just just word salad yes um so the fact that you brought that up about the original movie is incredible I didn't realize that at all but what I learned from the way the that fact they, that I
3: brought it up was incredible or the fact of itself was
0: well, incredible well all of it it was because oh, you're welcome
3: top? my god
0: my god thank you for being a part of this show yes good lord so good
4: work mm, <laughs> mm.
3: P- please go on. Please please please,
4: please. 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 Please.
0: And it was a Briegel. He's like Kazooie. Um So the, the show was actually shot in a similar fashion, but for reasons I'm not entirely sure but in the making of documentary they talk about how the uh, all of the actors actually had to match their lines to the performances on screen so they filmed all the scenes and had all the puppeteers do the mouth talking. movements, and do the talking and whatever, and then that was just gotcha. a placeholder for you know when the actual you know voice mm-hmm. actor, when Simon Pegg would come in or whomever and voice uh, over Oh yeah, it has to be it.
3: mentioned. Holy crap. Holy Simon goddamn Pegg. friggin'
0: crap. Simon Pegg's Chamberlain is amazing. It's spot on. It's he crazy. sounds identical.
3: It's absolutely unfreaking believable. It's
0: just friggin' insane. Uh, but yeah, so that was how they had to act And record all of their lines Was just by watching it And watching the very, you know Stilted or very deliberate mouth movements Which of is the puppets. basically
3: voicing anime Yeah like Same thing
0: Yep And and that's actually One of the things I was thinking about When I watched the show Was like, man was it anime? All the, no You're
3: like, man, I wish it was anime Man, yeah, I
0: wish I was watching anime Man, the, the My hair Academia this is a good show But, but yeah the, I love the kid The, the, the super kids is so cool but I think that uh, the, the dialogue is delivered in a way that's very deliberate. And I always kind of... I was thinking like...
3: Oh, like kind of plotting like...
0: Like you know, it we are all going to talk in very spaced out ways and it just felt like this is how puppets talk mm. but clearly that's what was happening um that's what the actors had to work with and so that was you know that made a lot of sense after learning that um, also interesting to note the Gelf, not the Gelfling, thing uh, the podling language although it was created for the original movie it was actually fleshed out in full by jm lee who wrote a lot of the dark crystal novels yeah,
3: the three the three main novels that the show took uh a lot of the world build building from was written by that guy
0: so yeah he actually was um he was supposedly J M Lee he's a cop not B M Lee <laughs> in the Sunday sweats no no, no. <laughs> different different Lee different different guy entirely yeah. uh yeah so he's, that guy's not a cop no he's not He's not, I mean, I don't think so. I don't really know him. He could be a cop. He's probably yeah, not a I have cop. No idea. Either way, cop or not.
1: Joined up with ex cops
0: kicking ass in pork and chops. Yes. Ex cops. Party's <laughs> over. <open. laughs> oh, man, I love a good pork to chop. So, what I want to end Literally, this on... no
3: one would ever get that that reference, Boss Rush. I mean, <laughs> I okay. besides me, there's nobody else that remembers that, the that's band. ex cops.
1: I wear a uniform. I want to keep you
4: warm.
0: R.I.P. David Brocky. <laughs> Rocky. Okay. Well, I think that we've talked it. we've talked about the Dark we've talked Crystal. Talked about puppets. We've talked about we've puppets. puppets. We've talked about we've puppets. crystals. Talk about sketches. Talked about convoygences. Talked about Sagaba. Talked about Patricia. Talked, 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 talked about Pepperidge yeah. Farm remembers. They remember.
1: We didn't talk about zipper pigs. We didn't. Zipper not. pigs. We did. Not. We did not. Zipper pigs.
0: Whoa. Whoa. We didn't. <laughs> but now we did. Uh so to close that all out, why don't we do our Octoponder for this week? No, I,
3: don't, I can't think of a good reason why not. Can
0: we do an Octoponder for this week?
3: You guys Wait, want no, to do an
0: Octoponder? Let's, let's, do, let's a, do an Octoponder. Three, five, all right, so Octoponder. All right, everybody. So here's what the Octoponder is going to be, and I want you to think about this before we go on a little you're, bit of a break Are you here. ready, Dr. Matty? Are, are you ready, ready Dr. Matty? Tell me you're ready. Yeah, I'm oh, ready. Oh, that sounds like you're ready. Okay. So I think I want to ask you all, what is a movie – old, new, whatever, that you think would be exceptionally suited to receiving a modern-day miniseries, but is a movie that has never received a sequel. So it's a standalone film that you want to see its world expanded upon, just like what happened with The Dark Crystal and its subsequent show. Um, so yes, I don't know if that was confusing as all hell, but I think I got it across.
3: Are you confused? No.
0: Awesome. Okay. If Dr. Matty gets it, you all get it. So we're going to go on a short break. We're going to come back. I'm going to shut up.
1: Hi, I'm Patsy the Angry Nerd, lover of science and sharks.
3: And I'm Ashes von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And,
1: and we're, we're the hosts, hosts of the, the Throwdown, Throwdown Thursday, Thursday podcast. <laughs> Part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks.
3: Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate.
1: That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science.
2: And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine.
1: We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week.
5: Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop
3: culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts.
2: And we we will will see you next Thursday. Thursday.
4: Bloodwork Scriptorium, the new album
1: from Enchanted Exile. 11 pulse-pounding heavy metal tracks,
4: including... Embrace Oblivion, Cold Spell, on Widow's Hill, and
1: I
6: am the Void! Bloodwork Scriptorian, available now on iTunes,
4: Google
1: Play, and pretty much anywhere you get your digital music. So, go get it! Hey, are you
6: ready to do some bacon? it's about that time where we ask you the audience to octoponder this
0: and we're back so you've been thinking about our octoponder question which is what is a one off movie that you would like to see a modern day short miniseries about to kind of expand the world so we've all been thinking about that. So I'm going to go first and just spit it out there. I think that The Last Unicorn would be a great series to uh, to actually expand upon the world. I always thought that the movie was really, really, you know, in-depth and there was a lot to it. But you only got to see so much. It's very much like The Dark Crystal in that way. Very true. And I think that there could be a lot done with The Land of the Unicorns before they were all enslaved by the, you know, Red Bull and everything. And I think that uh, I would love to see that. You know, obviously it could be a cartoon. It could be live action. However, you want to do it, um, but I I really would enjoy that. So uh, that's me. I'm gonna pass it off to uh, Nintendo.
2: Oh, I well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Um, so my my pick would be Willow. Great pick. Uh, I great love that pick. movie. I love this movie as a kid. I mean, it was really creepy and dark and whatnot. And it came out in 1988. Never had a sequel or TV show, or whatever. And I I think if they if they can pull off the Dark Crystal as perfect as... You know as, what? I,
3: are you sure it didn't have a TV show?
2: I don't think it no, did. It had I, I don't, a video I don't, I don't game. Know. It did okay.
1: definitely had a video game for the NES. Okay. Yeah, okay. In, in, in the Continue. arcade. But I don't Maybe, think it, it may have, but I don't recall uh, them
3: having okay. it. I feel I like we would no, have watched no, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, yeah, I don't
2: think it did. Um, I've heard rumors that they're going to make a sequel. Yeah, forever. Yeah, Like forever. I think they should just screw that and just make it into a miniseries. Do it how they did. Did it with the dark crystal because they did mm-hmm. such a fantastic job with it. it feel like it came from 1982. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that, um, that, I mean, that's
3: that. That's such a good pick. I'm a little jealous. I mean, that I like that better. Than I,
2: I, I are you really.
0: Jealous? So real, real I mean quick. Apparently, Disney Plus is optioning Willow as a potential property to turn into a TV series for so, their new stream. Oh, wow, wow.
2: Wish. Holy
0: crap.
3: God, it's like you're on the uh, cusp. And
0: this news broke in May of this year, so oh, wow. I mean, does Disney mention- Plus is coming out in a week, so huh. obviously it's not going to be there at launch. But they could totally do it. Oh, I mean, does that it really say awesome. anything
3: about Sagabas?
0: It doesn't say Cigabas anything, but that doesn't mean scotch. they're in there. You know, Sagabas and Skatch could still find a home.
3: It could. That's a Let's road. go on the bus. I, I love that movie, though, Willow, I got to say. Yeah. Love that movie. Great movie. Yeah, it's such a good movie. Mad, Mad,
0: Mad Martigan, Martigan, Martigan. again, again,
3: again, again, dr Dr. uh Dr. Matty-o and I watched that recently, actually. This year we watched that. That was your first time. We did.
0: Just, just, yeah, we all watched it. I was I mean, there, remember? Hear, we watched Lady Hawk. you guys Hawk could hear the look on her face right now. On. It's the one with the
3: little guy, and he has the baby, <laughs> and he got to take the baby across to the other people, and then the evil queen, morta
2: and all this stuff, you know? Oh, 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 that guy. Yeah, oh, whoa, yeah whoa, whoa, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, hey, hey, that guy. Fun, fun, All right. fun All fact. Right. All right. Fun, fun fact. Right. Parasite like Steve and I actually met him at a convention, Star Trek convention, many years ago.
3: Yes, uh, Warwick
1: Davis. Warwick.
0: Warwick yep. Davis. Warwick, Rhode Island, Davis. Baba
1: Warwick Davis.
0: Baba Ganoush. All right. Bostris yes, so. mode.
1: All right. I will choose They Live. Awesome. As far as I know, it don't have any, you know expansion of its universe via tv show or books or comics oh or whatever and uh i mean i i think it'd be kind of neat to find out what happens because now let you me know i mean so i guess spoiler alert i mean at the end of the movie i mean all the aliens get exposed i mean you get the hey what's the matter baby scene but other than that they don't really expand upon like what do people do once like they're all among right. what is, there is a, going on yes yeah, is are like a war against the right. ugly people so Did I, they
3: even name them we don't know what they are. They're um, just aliens they, yeah, or I mean, something. Yeah.
2: All we know is that they live. Yeah, yeah. They, they do. They that live, is, yeah. That's
0: all we know. That's so. all we know.
1: But yeah, that, that'd be my pick, and I'm just going to leave it at that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Great pick. That's a damn pick. good pick. Dr. Matteo?
5: Um, my pick is Beetlejuice. Nice.
1: Beetlejuice,
0: Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice.
5: <laughs> yeah, He's going to haunt you now.
0: Yeah. Good job. <laughs> good job. Well, yeah, good but door. I love Beetlejuice. So.
2: Yeah, Beetlejuice is a fun movie. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. I
5: yeah. like um all the actors in it, and I think it would be interesting to see what happens after. Cool. To see a little in bit more. Law. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. I agree. This is a great cast. Uh, Shizzle.
5: Yeah, I only know two of them though. I know the guy who does Beetlejuice, and then what's her name?
0: Michael, Michael Keaton. Michael. Michael
2: Keaton.
5: What's the girl's name?
2: Gina, Gina Davis. Davis. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, she is one of them anyway. Winona um, Writers. Winona Ryder oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lydia. Yeah, Winona Li- Ryder Is that the, the
5: girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know her from Stranger Things. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes.
5: And what else and of course,
3: of co- yes, it, Heather's. And of course, Catherine O'Hara from Schitt's Creek, who is just killing it as uh, as Moira Rose on Schitt's Creek, which is an amazing show you guys should all watch. On Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Cool. on Netflix. Cool.
0: cool, cool. All right, Parasite, Steve. What's your pick? I've forgotten it.
3: No wait, no wait. Uh, my, I've my, never my, heard that
0: movie before.
3: <laughs> my, my pick is the the Last Starfighter.
2: Oh, awesome cool. movie.
3: Which I which I hear is actually maybe getting a sequel finally. Cool. After all these years, yeah. but that is kind of one of those ones that I always felt like, man, this could have so been. Star Wars could have been this, right? If, if it. Made a little bit less money, it would have just been this one weird movie with a kid with a laser sword and an old man, and like Darth Vader just literally just ends the movie spinning in his TIE fighter, like and goes away like they never beat him or anything. Right. And that's sort of like how this ends. Like the, the, the evil prince guy, who's like essentially the, the main antagonist, they don't beat him, they don't defeat the, the evil empire, quote unquote. They, they just sort of win a little battle. And it's sort of the very beginning and origin of this character setting it up so that we could fight the war and we never get the war. So I would love to see the The rest of that. I mean, it is a lot cheesier than Star Wars, but Star Wars is also cheesy. Like, it's just fun. Like, we accept so many things
0: because they're just
3: like, you know. It's Star Wars. Yeah, it's Star Wars. But like. Yeah, there's there's some goofy stuff, but I mean, whatever. I I I love that movie, and I think that would be really fun. Yeah, is that
1: the movie where um he gets? I don't know if it's like a collar or something. He gets put on him, and he can understand different languages. Yes. Okay. I mean, obviously, the lip syncing is not gonna. You know, they're not. They're still they're speaking English. But I I appreciate the fact that they tried to explain. Okay, none of these races will speak I don't the know same if it was language. A collar? But I know. Yeah, they it was did something. something. Yeah.
3: To make it because he cuz the the first the first time we see one of the aliens it's like a horrifying language right. <laughs> right and then they're like oh hold on and then they oh, is this some sort of modulator <laughs> yeah. or something yeah yeah, yeah sorry Beep, so, so I, I did appreciate that so. kind of like in galaxy yeah. quest actually it was
4: yeah. a similar
1: yeah thing. yeah yep
2: yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That was a hell of a they thing. They did a similar thing <laughs> with uh, Deep Space Nine where the, the station would learn a language and would translate for you. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, which just I, which I thought I was interesting.
0: Yeah. Also also allows them a free pass for lazy writing. Because there you go. then you don't yes. need to have all these random that's languages. That's right. shit. Now you're speaking yes. language. my language.
1: Now we can afford more scotch. Uh.
0: <laughs>
1: now we can afford more cigars and scotch.
3: All right.
0: Okay, everybody. So that's uh, those were our thoughts on the Octoponder, and we would love to hear from you. I'm going to so, am going to guess for Coop. I think Coop's choice would be the Pirates of Dark Water. No, I think it's going to be the Exo Squad.
3: The exo- oh, he wants an Exo Squad. Pirates of Dark Water.
0: Hybrid cross like up crossover. A crossover.
3: Yeah the the Pirates
1: of Exo Squad.
3: Exo Water. Squad
0: take the darkest yeah, of waters. Yeah.
1: I don't know. know. He might throw a curveball and say Cutthroat Island. Yeah. possibly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Probably not. We got- that would be fun, too. I'd like that as well.
0: That's a good one. Thank that's, you. That's a good one. It made
1: $7 at the box office, but hey, they could recoup. <laughs>
0: Re- Get it? Coup, oh,
3: recoup.
1: Oh, no. Oh, at, at Boss Rush, we didn't even mention Last Kiss Goodnight. Can't believe it. Yeah, well, I mean, that they, they, the story was told in that, so I don't think they really need to expand it much. I mean, I love the movie, but I don't think they really need to expand It
0: doesn't need, need a series. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I'd watch it if it happened, <laughs> i but, I'd freaking watch it, but I mean, it's I not know. something, I mean, you yeah. know, I don't
3: know. Also, I
0: don't know if Gina Davis is up for it at this point, but uh, you kind of need Gina Davis being badass in her yeah. prime for that.
3: Charlie Baltimore, yeah. oh my yeah, yeah. God.
0: But, uh, yeah, so just uh, get get at us. Uh, you know, message us at Redoctopus on Twitter, or check out our Facebook group. You can also email us at redoctopus at com with your... Thoughts, opinions, octopondery. But before we say goodbye, let's go to this. And now it's time to dive up the edge of the map with another edition of... Dime monster! The video game
1: bestiary of annoying
0: enemies that really need to just fuck off. What?
1: Alright everybody,
3: how's it going? This is uh, This is Parasite Steve on the mic over here. And uh, I have the uh, the final, it might be the final uh, die monster of all time, I'm not sure, but um, th- this week I wanted to spotlight a video game enemy that really needs to just F off. Um, that had something to do with the Dark Crystal, but I really just couldn't find anything because there really just you know aren't any old video games except for the Sierra Text Adventure. And uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, I went with uh, a classic video game enemy that I think a lot of people probably will remember if you're a gamer. Um, and I feel like this is a creature that could exist very easily in the world of the Dark Crystal. As we had mentioned, there are so many, so many creatures. There's just a wealth of life and, uh, and, and Thra. And I feel like this is definitely a creature I could easily see. And this is, a, this is a character from the Final Fantasy games. And it is a very common enemy that all of us here know well. And has been in every Final Fantasy game since number dos. do. And uh, it is, in my opinion, the ugliest to the point of, like, I cannot get over how ugly it is. Uh, but also, what a pain in the ass this guy is. It Big is time. the Marlboro.
1: Not to be confused with the cigarettes that give you a smoky voice.
3: No, but like smokers of the cigarettes, the Marlboro in the Final Fantasy universe does have the dreaded bad breath. Bad <laughs> breath. Yeah. So the uh, the this is pretty much why I think this character is so reviled and uh, just has gone down in history as like one of the most annoying enemies because he has this attack that is called bad breath, and he just kind of coughs up a bunch of black smoke or whatever on your entire party and what it does is it has the the chance of randomly affecting various like status ailments on all the characters in your party. So you can get, like, you know, burned and poisoned and frozen and, you know, mute and all this different stuff. I
1: think I got the black lung pop.
3: in the black lung pop and all these things. So, like... <laughs>
1: Popcorn y- lung black.
3: Yeah, and it's, uh, it just sucks because then you have to spend, like, the next turns kind of curing everybody of everything. But, like... You have so many things wrong with you that right. it's it, it just it's like you almost never get to catch it's up. It's debilitating. So, yeah. yeah. So so you almost have to kill the thing before it does black uh, bad bad breath. I was gonna say black black lung, lung. <laughs> before it gives you the black lung pop. But um yeah anyway so the Marlboro. It basically uh, just to describe it really quick for those who don't know it it's this big like uh, sort of like a plant octopus kind of a idea but it's it's this big giant gaping mouth. And lots of big snappy pointy teeth and it's it, the mawflower. And it so it's yeah, yeah, and it has this crown of eye stalks that's just all around it, from the top to the sides to the bottoms to all the stuff's and it's just really, really nasty. They have all these like, little tentacles with little eyes at the ends of them. And it's just this giant gaping maw in the middle. Very, very ugly. Its feet are basically all these little... Uh, in, the, in the old uh, original drawings, it, it kind of looks like it was supposed to be roots. And I feel like it's become less plant-like as it's gone. I feel like it would kind of look like it was a, a walking plant with roots. And it was sort of mimicking like an anemone. Originally, and it's kind of changed over time, but it sort of looks a little bit more like tentacles now at the bottom. But anyway, pretty gross. And uh, I just, I just had this one really funny thing. I just uh, have this memory from uh, my fi- my favorite Final Fantasy game it happens to be Twelve. And um, in this game, you there was a there was a, a part of the game, one of the mechanics in in Twelve that made 12-12 was it had these uh, like hunter boards, and you could go on and and uh, take these. Side quests on where they would um, ask you to find a specific enemy that was really hard to find. And it was just, there was only one like it in the game. And usually they were some, like, for lack of a better term, like a palette swap. But it wasn't a palette swap. You know, they did some stuff to the model and they made it look different um, of an existing enemy. So, you know, one might be like a different kind of chocobo or a a weird kind of cactuar or a moogle or you know something that you had seen before but this one looks a little bit different anyway there was this one and the quest actually was called zamandria's pet and uh and it when you when you clicked on it it had they always had like just like a sentence that described what what you were supposed to do and it said zamandria's pet carrot like literally like the vegetable zamandria's pet carrot has run away it has since become feral and dangerous, attacking travelers. Carrot can be found in the Salika wood. And that was it. And that's all you knew. So I I just remember, like, searching for carrot for freaking ever. And I couldn't find the thing. And it got to the point, because I really like doing these hunts. I thought it was really, really fun. And, um, yeah, I, I actually had looked online. I'm like, where the hell is carrot? I can't find carrot. And so I, I, like it says, oh, do this and go here and make sure it's right time of day or something i don't know i did all this stuff and i just could not get the thing to appear it was so long before finally the thing like you know because you it's like a final fantasy game so you get this random enemy encounter and all of a sudden boom the thing happens and it's this gigantic bigger than the sun like huge marlboro and it's, and it's carrot. You see, like, a little at the bottom, carrot. And it's just funny because you're not expecting, like, anything. You're just like, oh, Zamandria's pet carrot. Like, what does that even mean? Like, what right. is it? It's like a
1: little bunny because <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it eats carrots. And it's right. funny
3: because it was in the Salika Wood, which is where the bunny people were from, I'm pretty sure. I think, or that was. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I did not expect it to be, the, like, the biggest, ugliest of all. And it's the biggest Marlboro in the whole game, is carrot. And and when you, when you beat him, you. Like, very few. Um, Quest would give this to you, but there was like a... Do you guys remember this? There was like a a place you could go and it was like a... Uh, I don't know. You could like look at trophies or something, and there were like cute little pixelated versions of the characters. Yeah, there was like the that? little bit. Yeah, it was Vaguely. like the
0: the air brigade. Like yeah, little pixel diorama. And you could do
3: things throughout the game that would unlock like one of the characters in that room as like a pixel art that looked like it was from like the Super Nintendo or something. And actually, there was a couple of the marks from from hunting quests that would actually give you the creature in that room. And Carrot was one of them. Oh, nice. So you got like a little Marlboro in that room. And uh, I remember the Trickster, which was this giant white chocobo that could like phase in and out of existence. He mm. was called the Trickster. He actually was another one that went in. I oh, think those are the only cool. two I okay. got that were actually like put into that room. But anyway, so kind of funny. So anyway, the Marlboro uh, really needs to just F off. It's a pain in the ass. Screw you with your bad breath and your, your black lung pop and all that stuff. And uh, I'm done. Die, monster.
0: Die, monster. You don't belong
3: in this world.
0: No, you don't. You belong in the
1: next world.
3: You belong as
0: experience points in my character's face. Uh, Perfect end to a great episode i think we really touched upon a lot here and uh, i'm so glad that y'all could join us and thank you thank you dr Mattio, for coming to play with us thank tonight. you so much dr Mattio. we're really happy that you could join us and to have your incredible voice talent on the show say say something
5: something
0: correct you did it okay
5: great bye. all right bye dr
4: Mattio.
0: say bye to the retroids they, they love you. Into the microphone. Into the microphone. Talking to the microphone.
3: <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, see you next time It's
0: Dr. Mattio Alrighty, well everybody We really appreciate you being here uh, Retro Doctopus is part of the Inebriart Podcast Network So if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows Like the old Colony Cast, Bar Talk, And of course Inebriart, as Andy and Fish Chat with a couple of local artists over a couple of cold ones For more information or to subscribe To us or any of these great shows Please visit Inebri-art.com and also thanks once again to Justin Cooper for calling in, leaving us that great voicemail. We super appreciate it. And any of you Retroids out there who feel passionately about an episode in the future, we would love a similar kind of participation. We think it's great, and we love to hear from you. Yeah, just reach out to us. You can always
3: um, just uh, send us a little voicemail through you know, Facebook Messenger or something like that, or you know, send it to Redoctopus at gmail.com.
0: Exactly. So I've been your host, 8-Bit Alchemy, and we'll see you next time.